The Youthscape Podcast. Hi everybody and welcome to the Youthscape Podcast. Now this might be the very first time that you have ever tuned in to our dulcet tones. Or this might be the umpteenth time. Or this might be the last time. It's not... It's not the last. I rebuke you that. Like you've got lots more in the tank. There's, there is loads more in the tank. There's loads more where this is coming from. I've got a massive handbag. There's just so much more post-it note action going on. So uh, my name is Rachel Gardner, and I am with my very esteemed and very handsome colleague and wonderful male communicator who uh, has lots to bring and uh, has a lovely wife and family. So Martin Saunders. Uh-huh. There we go. I just, I've, re- I've worked out what you're doing. That was, that was that a was lovely little experience there. Great platform introduction. I want to know what your subculture music listening tastes like. I mean, do you have like, like a back catalogue of Christian music that you are like, yeah. you can trace your life as a Christian leader through what you were listening to at the time? Well, I, I grew up in the in the last great sort of era of British contemporary Christian music that I saw. Because mm. I think that scene has sort of... It's definitely the worship leading scene now, isn't now. it? It's all about worship. Yeah. And, it's, and actually less about British worship mm, leaders there are true. some great ones yeah, absolutely true. and Worship Central are fantastic yes. there are some other fantastic people out there but there's a huge influence from Hillsong and Bethel and uh, uh, lots of other great kind mm. of American particularly mm, yeah. um, worship bands that are that are um, filling up space on the uh, Spotify playlists mm. of the Christians across uh, the country yes of the nations um, but back in the day but back, back in, in back in my dim and distant past I used to be quite into uh, what, well particularly see I, I grew up with a band called Delirious and you actually grew up with a band called I mean well, like, you knew them didn't you I there's did. a photo of you on Facebook isn't there there's a fine line between knowing and following that's very good point following around yes um, <laughs> I, I seemed in lots of places to meet Delirious. Oh, I mean, are we talking like you were stalking them? Well, or are we talking that actually you were sent to these places as a young rogue reporter yeah. for the Christian magazines? There's so a bit of that, yeah. but I was never really, never really welcomed into the heart of the band, if I'm honest. Oh, I think one or two of them might know I was. Yeah. Just kind of restraining orders and stuff, going into detail. But, um, but I, I like I when I was at university, oh, I remember this. When I was at university, um, I was involved in the uh, student newspaper. I was the editor of the student newspaper, and so I thought it'd be wonderful to sneak in. A, uh, an interview with great pop band mm-hmm. Delirious, who of course nobody had heard of. So we we used to get really like famous bands in the student newspaper because yeah. they do the student student interviews. Circuit, yeah. And uh, and then what I sort of sneaked in this Delirious interview, and uh, and I got them to sort of give the gospel as part of their answers, of course. And my goodness, I nearly lost my job over it. Like there were so many complaints because I just crowbarred in. My sort of Christian subculture, and into, it was because you crowbarred in oh, totally. the fact that you just had Christian numbers. Totally, okay. yeah. But so I used to love doing it. So I went to their last gig. Did mm. you go to their last gig? No, I no, I didn't, but I knew of it. I went to their last gig. I bought this, uh, and I uh, and I remember when I became a Christian. It was just around the time that that Deeper hit the charts, mm. and um, uh, King well, of Fools came out. Remember King yeah. of Fools? Yeah. And there was a real buzz, and I remember we genuinely thought we were going to get Delirious to number one. There was a real, there was a yeah, real movement. A I don't, I don't know what the point of it was. And then Cliff Richard got to number one a few years later. Yeah, he did. So that, that was a nice cream on the cake. But we, but we <laughs> all kind of, we all, we all hoped we would get Delirious number one. And actually, you know, I, I don't know. I thought they were great actually for what yes. they were. I used to love them. And, and would, is it fair to say that at that time there was 
no expectation within the Christian imagination that actually our little subculture had anything genuinely to say on a level with the arts. Or mm. the, I mean, I think really they were the were they were they the only ones at the time saying actually what we can do crosses. It crosses over. This is yeah. not just ghetto music for yeah. a little subcommittee. It's interesting. I think, I genuinely think you can trace a line between the Mumfords and Sons, you oh. know, who have become global yes. icon yes. bands, you know, uh, several of the band, profound yeah. Christian faith, and Delirious beforehand, who, who look and sound absolutely nothing like them. But I think what, what, the, um, what Delirious did was they made it okay yes. for uh, Christians to record slightly edgier, slightly product chart music. Yes. And then I think it came to a point when Mumford and Son came along where they felt actually they had the choice to both record that music and just be normal people, yes. just let the art speak for itself, rather than to try and um, sell to the Christian market and mm. go the Christian subculture route, which I think is a really positive thing. Mm. I slightly, sometimes I wish we had our own bands Christian mm. world. I wish we had. You know, we still had. We a don't do very well burning. Yeah. Remember those guys? But don't we destroy them because we could, we put our little nails in their necks and we kind of say you got, we we expect you to only write about topics that we feel are yeah. Christian a, a, approved. And I think because I think that probably is a death. I think that's why um, bands like you two are so interesting, aren't mm. they? Because they've managed to court a, a massively wide audience. But I have to say, when it comes to live concerts, I went to you two in in the O2. I think about two or three years ago. And actually, it was the one of the most profound worship experiences I've had in such a long yeah, time. And yeah. there's something about their music. It's so about justice issues, isn't yeah. it? It's, and it's about the whole range of human emotion. But there's something about Bono standing there and singing. I can't remember even now what he was singing because I'm not a massive, massive fan. I'm so sorry. But it was some song that was so obviously transcendent. Mm. It was so obviously about God. Mm. I just thought this this is where music like this should be heard. Like mm. it shouldn't be just held in Christian mm. sort of church spheres. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah and, and, and sort of there was a move as well, particularly coming out of the 90s, of, of like taking bands, Christian bands, because yeah. they couldn't quite make enough money actually Gosh, from the charts. No. They, uh, so one of the things they used to do was go on the road and do kind of schools oh, yes, and assemblies and, and all yes. that sort of stuff. And you, t- I remember yeah. my... Um, at my school in the 90s, we used to have a guy called Steve Flashman. Do you remember Steve <gasps> Flashman? That came really in. He was a, like a rock guitarist and he came in and he did like a gig at our school yeah. and people thought it was really cool. I mean, the really Christians cool. thought it was really cool. Yeah. But uh, but people came to it and there was a bit of a, a thing. If you And I think actually the, the one place you still see that now is around the message mm. uh, and the sort of associated ministries around Brilliant. there. Brilliant. Absolutely. The shine lights So they still do fantastic. that stuff, don't they? And very, very effectively. And the music is extremely high quality and the performance is extremely extremely high quality and it's but it's authentic it's like Linz and the team they're like we are about Jesus it's 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 actually it's really moving being in that space with them because they understand school culture and youth culture very very well and they understand their art really well and they love Jesus and they and the, and it all comes together and it's not cringy all it's of which, amazing all of which is a wonderful lead into today's guest it is actually because when I I had five hours in the car with Matt Summerfield him I'm and so I sorry. Try, well no honestly you are pastored to within an inch of your life yeah. like he is like how can I encourage you he does not stop talking I thought no. I was chatterbox and actually we did not stop for any toilet breaks he's a little bit like me he's like come on put your foot down let's get there do we need the loo no let's go through so it was like seeing a, a, a male version of me I was like oh wow we're both like acting as if we're you know um, Matt Sanford like a male version of you <laughs> I, I, it does make sense I just it's just, it's like just a, it's just I, I a strange image. I hate stopping people to the toilet. Like, go to the loo before we go. Like, I know it's a five-hour journey, but just hold it. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so much fun to be around. Why does that link into what <laughs> no, we're oh talking God, about? We drove up to Manchester. Um, and while we were there, we had dinner with Chip K. Does that name ring a bell? Chip K, Chip Kendall. Chip K from the band with the no band name. The band with no name. Does that ring any bells, friends? Yes. And he, currently, he works for Audacious, brilliant church up north. There's loads of youth work. Um, and the big church day out. That's a bit of that. And I just thought, I'm just going to grab 20 minutes with Chip K. It was brilliant. It was really interesting. So I, I didn't really know what I was going to ask him. I just basically stuck a microphone in front of his mouth. And of course, this man is a performer and he loves Jesus. So there's some fantastic stuff that he shared. Listen out for all his stuff around passion. That's what we're going to talk about later. The Youthscape Podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am with Chip K. Boom! Oh my goodness, we've had a quiet little sofa at Nazarene College. (laughs) Chip, who the heck are you? Tell us. Well, Rachel, (laughs) I'm glad you asked. No, I uh, I was born in Florida, uh, grew up in Jerusalem, in Israel, from the age of 12 to 19. Uh, Went to Bible College in California, which is also kind of an art school. Met my wife, who's from England. Okay, lovely. And I have now we been... We can now connect with you now. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have mutual territory. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been in England for 17 years. I was in a band called The Band With No Name for a long ah, time. Ah, right. But I think lots of people know you now, from that. Now I'm in the band with my name. <laughs> the Chip Is Kendall that man. how it evolves? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and you work for an audacious church. And we also yeah. will know you because of Big Church Day Out. Yes, the Big Church Day Out. Yeah. Fantastic. So you at heart, I mean, how I know you, friends, how I know Chip is that it's often we're at similar kind of youth festivals yes. and you're doing your thing. And, yeah. And you always strike me as, as having this enormous heart, enormous heart for evangelism. Yes. Come on. And young people. So just just chat to us a little bit mm. about that. What do you see when you look at UK young people? Yeah. You go into schools loads, don't you? So you're not yeah. mainly with Christian kids, but what are you seeing an appetite for Jesus? Are you seeing an appetite for spiritual things? What are you seeing? Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing an appetite for passion. Uh, I'm seeing young people who are attracted to passion, anybody with passion, but I'm I'm actually seeing uh, equally in equal measures that that passion is being, um, I almost want to say like bottlenecked Mm. uh, in some of the the wrong places. Um, I see a a real passion for community and and for for having a group of people around, around you who think the same. But the danger of that is that you all you all kind of you're just all equally focused on yourself, and yeah. and there's a lot of a lot of selfie love out there. Um, but yeah, I think more and more what I see rising. This is my prophetic voice coming in, is a generation that isn't defined by what their friends define them with. And you're and, really seeing that. Yeah, 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 definitely. You know, um, I go into high schools with. Uh, a few different projects. One is with a bunch of scientists, oh. crazy scientists who who are actually legitimate scientists, you know, who love Jesus, and and we're dispelling some of the myths that faith and science don't mix. Yeah. And you know, we do all the experiments and that, and and wow everybody. But then we really come down to a point. Hey, you know, my faith informs my science and and what I do, and 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 vice versa as well. Yeah. And uh, we're also going in um, with different packages uh, the, that we're offering. And, and music as well, you know, yeah. still using music uh, in, a, in a big way. Now it's easier than ever for the young people themselves to be the ones making the music. 
um, we've got some Christmas choirs that we're doing this year. Um, I don't know when this is getting aired or played or whatever, but um, but yeah, Christmas is a great time for school choirs to start thinking about well, what are we singing about and and what does this have to do with Christmas and, and what is all that and um, really great choirs in Norway that I'm being inspired by right now. Maybe gonna bring one of them here to the UK and actually have a a Soul Children Choir in Manchester, but. Don't tell anybody I said that. No, okay, this is our secret, um, everybody. This is our secret, like, yeah. Can I just backtrack a bit? Because you've, yeah. you've, you've started off talking about passion, and then you've listed the things that you go into school and do. So science, and then music, and drama. I mean, is this because these are all passions of yours, or, or are these because actually you see these as great connecting points with the pulse of culture? Like, if we can talk about this and engage with that, that's a great vehicle for Christ. What's your thinking? Yeah, that's a very good question. Well done. You've done this before. Yeah, no, honestly, it comes down to what are the questions that the young people are asking. You know, I've been so much, uh, I've been part of things where you're answering the questions that they're not asking and and to the point where I kind of refuse to do that. If I can see, even if it's in a conversation with somebody on the bus, if I can see that that's not where they're at right now, then I'm I'm not going to go down that way. And there is a verse in the Bible that talks about being all things to all people so that by all means, we might save some. I would say it's the same for for youth workers. And you, if you if you're listening to this and you're involved in, in youth work, really start to find out what are the questions that they're asking. That's why we started down the science mm. road. When it when it was just the band on her name, we were going into our music. We just found that we really connected with the kind of muso types. But a lot of these science yeah. kids have just come out of their thing, and they they, they don't go there in the Q and A time because they just don't even have time. It's true that they, they don't have really have much time. Mm. But when you start to dig a little bit beneath the surface, you find well, what, what are these really deep questions? A lot of the questions right now are about the afterlife. Wow. A, lot, a lot of questions about, you know, we kind of shy away from turn or burn type of philosophy and, and promoting that, which is, I guess, fair enough. That's, there's a safe way of doing that. But actually what young people are wanting is they're wanting to know what actually happens. What is hell? You know, what, t- tell me about what the Bible says about that. Yeah. And that's why I'm, I'm finding more and more I'm wanting to point young people to the Bible. Wow. That is the, the core of what it is. Because I'm, I'm going, look, you know, ultimately Jesus is the living word. And, and, and we read in the Bible that, that we get to be like living words. You know, we, we get to, to carry Jesus wherever we go. But if there's a book version of Jesus and that is the Bible, I want to point young people to that. Yeah. And, and however that looks and what that looks like. So... So if you are a youth worker, I, I would say in response to Rachel's very timely, very good question, is find out what are the questions. So what are the questions how, behind the questions? What are the questions behind the questions? So how, very practically, yeah. how do you find out the questions? Is it as simple as saying, what do you guys want to know? Or are you, have you become quite an expert at reading the social cues? Like, how, how do you know? Do young people well, know even, what they want to ask? But even social media, think, you know, social media is such a mask for a lot of people. Uh-huh. And they, they only reply to the stuff and only say the stuff that they think all, all their friends would say. Or how, how can I get one up on them and be a little bit more clever? So you have to even go beneath that, I would yeah. say. You, you can't just take that at face value. And, and really, it comes from relationship. It comes from actually knowing them and being able to steer the conversation. Go, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, what is actually going on? I've, I've learned as a parent <laughs> that with my kids, I can see right through some of their behavior, right through some of their things that they say, and get straight to the nerve point when I, when I just stop. I say, well, well, can I just stop you there? What is it that you're really trying to say here? Mm-hmm. And, and it, what you're doing is you're giving them the ability to articulate. You're giving them a vocabulary. Mm. You're having, and sometimes I'll give them choices. I'll be like, do, do you mean it's more like, like this? Or do you think it's more, more like this? And, if, and, if they, and they look at me and 
they, they can even see through me trying to lead them down a certain way. They're like, no, 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 I'll give them the straight answer. Yeah. It's like yeah. this. And by doing that, I think what you're doing is you're giving them a language of relationship. Mm. So, so yeah, finding out the question behind the question is tricky to do. But when you get it, man, it's golden. Longevity is great. Mm. It's awesome. So you are doing this stuff in school. So there's going to be some youth workers listening going, look, it's so hard to get into my local school. Maybe a Christian youth worker went in there 20 years ago and, and just did such a terrible job. Mm. Like the door is shut to everybody else. Maybe we've not found the thing that actually a school... I mean, how, how are you going into schools doing like science experiments with Christian scientists? I mean, yeah. like, how, how does that happen, Chip? Is this just yeah, well, I, I, random? Or I've what? been doing this long enough to know that there are some schools that can afford to, to bring you in, you know, or whether they can't afford it and you've got money from somewhere else, it's great. But then a lot of the best ones mm-hmm. are schools that are already connected to churches. And maybe there's, there's even church workers that are listening to this. Mm. You know, if, if that's you, I would really encourage you to build a relationship with your schools in your area. Take it upon yourself. Even if nobody else in your church is, is doing that, you know, make it like a personal target to mm-hmm. be into at least 10, 20 schools wow. by the time you're two years in. Because... I would say that that is going to be your best place to build a bridge from yeah. for the work of what the church is doing. I'm, I'm on staff for a church. You mentioned the Audacious Church. Yeah. And, and we're just now, even though we're 10 years old now, we're, we're finding our feet in regards to this. And there's really great youth people. I'm even looking at kind of like the, the scope of the citywide stuff. How do we build with the Trafford Center and the Arndale? You know, we're taking this choir into the Arndale. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's next month. Great. So for me... It's finding those, those opportunities to build a bridge, but recognize that a bridge has to be built from both sides. You know, you, um, you can have a vision for something, always lead with why, that's the Simon Sinek thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But really start to, to build a team around yourself. I said before, take it upon yourself. I don't mean just yourself, but take it upon yourself to build a bit of a team around you, people that you can trust, people who know your heart and your vision for engaging with the schools. And then, and then just go, set your faith yeah. level. And, and set like a time limit if you have to. make Every good project has a sell-by date. And, and just say, you know, if we're not doing such and such by this time, then we're going to shift gears and we're going to try something else. Wow. But, but really stay at it and, um, and, and just do it. Just, I want to pray for them. Can I pray yeah. for them right oh, now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Do it. yeah, yeah. Lord, I just want to pray for anybody that's listening to this right now who might be thinking, wow, you know, maybe their faith is being stirred a little bit to go above and beyond what they think their job title is, what their role is. Lord, I just pray that you would show them that you have put so many great dreams within them. There's no way any mm-hmm. role or title could ever capture all yeah, of that. Amen. And Lord, I pray that they would rise up at just the right time with just the right questions, finding out the questions of the young people that they're working with and just being able to deliver something that goes above and beyond what they could ask or think or imagine. Amen. And Lord, I pray you'd surprise them, surprise them with the favor that they find, both in churches and also in schools and wherever they, the arena is that they're going for. Uh, the favor that they find, just, just from that little bit of courage, that little bit of a step of faith and going out and doing what everyone else hasn't tried yet. In Jesus' name. Amen. Chip, thank yes. you. Oh. A big hug. Yeah. We're hugging you as well, lovely listener. <laughs> Chip, brilliant. And if we want to find out more about you, we're wandering now towards the event that we're doing in Matt Summerfield. But if you want to kind of like find you, you're yeah, Chip Kendall. Me. Yeah, Chip Kendall. I've got chipkendall.com. But also you can just email me chip at chipkendall.com. Oh, Kendall awesome. has two L's. And yeah. we're walking and we're talking and it's beautiful. Chip, yeah. thank you so much for your time. God bless. <laughs> The Utescape Podcast. There's something uh, 
beautifully comforting and lilting, even in the era of Donald Trump, about the American accent, isn't it? He's got a lovely voice. <laughs> he has. Yeah. But he he's has. got also got. Uh, he's also got an awful lot to say yeah. uh, with it. And uh, and of course, one of the most interesting parts of that uh, interview is when he was talking about schools work, and he has yes. a very kind of very very kind of passionate, very focused, uh, focused yeah. but big vision yeah. for what school. And, I, and he did say at one point, didn't he? make it an aim in the first couple of years in post as a youth worker mm. to be in 10 mm. schools or tw- yeah. I think he said 20 I mean, he's schools he's a city boy isn't yeah. he so if, if you're in a rural setting that might be one and yeah yeah of course but, but it's basically but the, like, the, the, yeah. the sense is you know if you're not in school yeah. you're missing the greatest opportunity to meet yes. young people where they're at yes. uh, which is a great challenge I think as well what you what you don't hear him say is just get to know your schools because then then at least you can advertise what you're doing. You'll really hear him saying you're building a bridge. So actually you need mm. to be within the school community so you can build a bridge from that into the mm. church stuff mm. as well. And he mm. and I love his because I, I, I really I started the interview thinking well I know I know you you're that musician dude aren't you? But he's passionate about science. He he gets conversations going in schools about science. He's, he's the choir the performance. He just has his vision for the whole city. Like what does it look like for young people to thrive across. Mm the whole city and, and I think the schools work thing that's massive on our heart as youthscape yeah. um, uh, we've got some great resources that you can buy and obviously the, the playing cards the school playing cards are one of our most popular things aren't they but we have this fantastic series about schools ministry that is running here at Youthscape on our Luton base but if you can't get to Luton it is also going to be live streamed out of a base in Kent Yeah. so it could be that you're listening to this thinking um, I've never I've never considered schools work but actually of course like what, what am I doing just just thinking that I can just operate in, in the church and not connect with school so so book yourself these are six sessions going to take you through loads of stuff really inspire you Chris Curtis is one of the educators it's going to be brilliant stuff so you can book on via our website youthscape.co.uk forward slash store and you can book on places to that and all the training that we have awesome and uh, one of the other interesting things Chip talks about in the interview is passion mm. and the idea that um, you'll connect with people mm. if they're passionate. And he certainly is a, a passionate man, isn't he? Mm. Absolutely. He, yeah, he is. And we found a little corner to interviewing him in. And he, you'd have thought he was on a big stage doing this yeah. stuff. He, he is passionate about all this stuff. And I, and I think... Um, what I love about that is that when you're passionate for young people and you're passionate about the topic, actually fear takes a back seat because you're so passionate about young people knowing life from its fullness. So book yourself on. Fantastic. So uh, go to the, the store, youthscape.co.uk slash store, yes. and you'll find out about our schools work training. That's about it for today. Um, we uh, we always close the podcast with a few shout outs to yeah. a few friends of yeah. ours. So uh, hello to the Deeks. Yes, the Deekses. Yeah, It's difficult when there's an S on the end. Yeah, it is. Like Jesus. Yeah. We never do a shout out to Jesus. We should. Hello, Jesus. Um, The um, uh, the wonderful, incomparable Dr. Len Kegler, of course, and uh, and his and his mighty uh, following, and uh, and also uh, Alia Pike. Leah Pike. Who's, uh, did I say her name wrong then? Uh, Leah Pike. I feel like I'm the c- custodian of her custodian name. Custodian of her name. I am. How do you Aaliyah, say it? Leah Pike. I don't okay. know. I suppose the same as you. So hello to Leah Pike. Yeah. Uh, you can always contact us uh, via uh, Twitter, at Youthscape, uh, Facebook, Meet Youthscape, or uh, via email. Does anyone use email anymore? I don't know. I don't know. The young people don't, you know. No. My they dad does, and to. he writes, Dear Rachel, and he signs it up. Love your dad. Does he put a stamp on it? <laughs> Nearly. Wow. I love it. Did I tell you about the time that my dad had a really old, battered old phone and it got stuck on capital letters? So my dad is the most gentle soul ever, but his, t- his text messages to me were in capitals. To shouting. Shout. Why did you come into visit? And 
and it's like just so not my dad at all. Yeah, you should go and visit. Shout out to my dad. So, <laughs> so uh, you can email us. That was the, where I was going with that. Yes. Uh, at uh, podcast at youthscape.co.uk. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, you can support us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Patreon.com slash Youthscape. 